this has to change with uh, us, you know, paving a way for a new generation and to uh, get some older people to really give some of that wealth of knowledge based on experiences, giving it back, you know, to um, to young people so we can uh, not just see the athlete, but you can see the black owner. And that's in sports, that's in regular business. So, and honestly, this year the light on what's going on, but let's shine a positive light on, you know, obviously just don't talk about it, but really live it. Yeah. If you, will. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's it be, we good, black folks good for talking, but not doing it, you know, so. Well, we are. I think we also have to celebrate the small victories and, um, and the victories that we do have. Uh, that is um, one of the things that um, I think, you know, obviously our ancestors, they fought for with the civil rights movement and, and the whole nine. You know, we, we have to capitalize on that. And um, although we, um, you know, in certain places we aren't showing up, there are places that we are showing up. And there, it, there are positive things that we can do, like what we're talking about um, tonight. So on the evolution of um, the education of black uh, business owners. So um, I think uh, having that vigor, uh, kind of like where, where you started uh, yourself, Prescott, as we get ready to uh, introduce you, um, just what, uh, what stemmed that, uh, that, that excitement to um, go after being um, you know, an entrepreneur and what that looked like. So. You got to turn all the way up on introducing Prescott now. You yeah, got, you we got, are going to, to turn up. up. You already know. I am just so <laughs> excited because uh, there I'm very proud. You know, the meetings that I had this week, man, I'm like, yeah, that's my boy. OK, uh, but yeah, to just hear your name in a positive light was something that really uh, for me as a mentor made me feel very proud. Like there's no other reason to. Um, uh, in my perspective, to uh, mentor someone or to lead someone or to educate someone on something and they don't capitalize on it or they don't apply what they've learned and, and you have done just that. So um, I'm, I'm very proud. That's awesome. You did, you, you did solid. I think you got to keep going on. Oh, see, yeah, see. Well, I think it helps when you um, have someone that is uh, a reciprocator and just eager mm -hmm. to apply. So um, without further ado, because we do have some people chiming in mm -hmm. and feel welcome to share uh, with this. We also will podcast it as well. And so two talks are uh, specifically based upon educating the masses and our followings. Um, they're not all in one space, but uh, through LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and uh, different social media platforms, which we have uh, 20 something thousand plus followers uh, to be able to educate. And with that, our hope is that as we educate, there are people that are in need um, specifically <clears throat> that we can find and serve and uh, share the knowledge and the information through uh, people like Prescott Mack that I'm about to introduce, um, have knowledge and information that would not otherwise be accessible if we did not have these social media channels. So tonight we're talking about the evolution of education of black business owners. And um, so tonight we have with us Prescott Mack, um, and he is a uh, native of Texas, uh, Garland to uh, McKinney. And uh, name has floated around quite a bit the city because uh, Prescott, uh, from a young entrepreneurial spirit from the early age of 21, uh, probably even younger than that, as I can remember just uh, being in some youth programs with me, just so ambitious. And that has uh, led for him to be the owner 
of the Dallas skyline, as well as uh, uh, coupled with a sports agency um, partnership with uh, Nivea Sports. And that is nothing less of stellar. And uh, being a dad, man, you have your hands full. So I'm very proud and honored to have you on the show um, to talk with us tonight, Prescott. Well, I appreciate y'all having me, especially um, now as, as an adult, um, it's, it's kind of surreal um, knowing that I did come from youth programs with you, um, like 14, 15, um, <laughs> working out in that first Baptist gym and, wow. and then the uh, Salvation Army gym. And so it's, it's crazy to get to this point. So it's kind of surreal. You remember that. Wow, wow, wow. You remember that uh, on the line, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stayed on the line. <laughs> Stayed on the line, right? So um, for those players that get to tune in and, and hear this uh, uh, this streaming later, they'll, they'll, that'll kind of forewarn them. So um, with that, uh, uh, Ray is going to um, share just a little bit as well. Um, as he is, he too um, uh, has been a entrepreneur um, with Ray Weathers Enterprises and um, shared a little bit of my knowledge and wisdom there with him. And um, I'll let him kind of talk a little bit more. I don't like to talk about myself. What I don't like talking about myself, yeah. but, but it just throw me out there I off the rip. She just passed this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think just for me, um, coming from a small town uh, where we, we like to keep it that way and just having the ambitions to be a professional athlete and uh, not understanding that I was a business mm -hmm. to people. Uh, I also signed with agency. Uh, then you go from agency to firm. Mm -hmm. And then once I started realizing that people were making a pretty doggone good living off of me, I said, mm, well, you know, I said, I don't just have to be in the NBA for a time. I can be uh, a business globally and uh, not understanding that until I met your tail and which is a good thing. Um, but I also you really did a great job of expanding uh, my horizons based on understanding branding and what you are as an uh, as a business person, when someone is eating off you, you are a entrepreneur. Yeah. And obviously I had some understanding because I was educated at Michigan State and I took yeah. a lot of business classes and, and, and understood that, but uh, not from a global perspective because of the small lens that I had growing up. We didn't have the social media and those things, but uh, just it was very fortunate uh, to honestly, uh, you develop and help support me uh, creating the River 5 brand and honestly branching off into Ray Brothers Enterprises to, uh, you know, represent representation uh players the right way um uh brand development marketing uh dealing with raver five rebrock and all those things so just for me just to dive into it and honestly grow in it and have some success uh it was just a very very fortunate blessing for me awesome awesome well i think it's uh it's so important as we get ready to talk um, just a little bit about um, our topic at hand. I, I was reading an article earlier on the state of black businesses um, and our economic uh, impact. And so we really do have a great impact um, on the economy and we just have to uh, capitalize on that. And so uh, Prescott, I do want to throw out there, uh, had, was that ever at the forefront of your mind at, at, as a, at a very young age being an entrepreneur? Um, that you could make an economic impact on the economy in your community? No, actually, um, my, you know, thought process process of becoming an entrepreneur was very selfish. It was very egotistical. Um, and, and why I wanted to become an entrepreneur was because I felt like I didn't want anyone to tell me what an hour of my time was worth. So I was like, you know, why would I, why would I let you tell me that 
an hour of my time is $12. I should be able to choose that. So that that thought process, and I still think that way um, to this day, but it, it just started from a very um, cocky mindset. But I never even really thought of how much of an impact mm-hmm. as a black person I could have on the economy or even knew how much of the buying power until I got a little older and got a little educated, how much of the buying power the black community is responsible for. And if we literally stop purchasing things, we would disrupt the whole economy. And it, and I never really understood that until um, I became an entrepreneur. So That is awesome. So you, you, you said a mouthful there. And so um, collective um, economics and, and understanding that we do have um, just like anybody else, money that's green. We have buying power like anyone else. And it's just a matter of what we do with those finances, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that stewardship. And I think that persona is is formed through mass media, of course, the music and uh, the sports industry. And so uh, I know for us um, as recent partners in our endeavor with the Dallas Skyline, uh, that we have an opportunity to really leverage and to educate in all of these areas, right? Uh, So being very particular and meticulous about about what we sell uh, and how we sell it uh, is, is key, right? So you said something about um, where we put our dollars. If we if we are uh, very um, just like any other culture, right? From the Hispanic culture to the white um, white culture that that keeps their dollar within their system, mm-hmm. um, then then what is the potential of of our race then, right? So. Um, while entrepreneurship and small business ownership for minorities um, includes African-Americans, I thought was pretty neat in this article that I read, um, as, uh, which was framed by Dr. Martin Luther King when he said, um, you know, I've reached, uh, I've been to the mountaintop. And that sense of in- independence is it's a very strengthening uh, quote and encouraging uh, quote nonetheless. However, um, it's it's not about just reaching the mountaintop. You said it, you know, you said it earlier. And sometimes that's easier said than done because we do have egos. And and just for e- either one of you, um, what is one of um, the things that you think um, fed that ego or began to build that appetite as a young black male? Mm. Either one. Go ahead, Prescott. Addition well, assist. Okay. I think for I think for me it was um, in the era I grew up in. It was a lot of hip hop. It was a lot of um, you know I grew up where computers and phones started to be a lot more mobile and accessible, and information started to be more accessible. Um, and so we were in. I grew up in the NBA era. I grew up in Allen Iverson's era. So it was more yeah. of like an egotistical era where it was like all about flags, what you can be, what you can do, how you can look. And that was my P like Diddy was my idol as far as business goes. And I just wanted to be, I wanted to have my own office. I wanted to have my own employees. Like that was, I aspired the lifestyle, not necessarily now realizing as an entrepreneur that I have a responsibility. I just um, aspired a lifestyle back then Absolutely. so that's what kind of initiated and i think for for black men black people um when we do aspire to be entrepreneurs early on um it's it's like a uh we have a fool's gold that we're mm-hmm. looking to to acquire until we actually get into the into the meat of everything and figure out what it takes to actually 
Uh-oh. get that lifestyle that we start to be like, oh, okay, we it's this is different. Like I got to put some work into this. So that yeah. I think it it started with me just like chasing a lifestyle, chasing that lifestyle, and I I love that transparency, uh, Prescott, because mm-hmm. um, you know I did I watched you uh, I watched you go from certain phases in your in your um, uh, your youth and young adulthood, and wow, you know, and and so I did see that uh, that trend that you're talking about, and and as well, you know, amongst uh, your peers. But I will say one thing. Uh, that was a differentiating factor is um, is that you took your education very seriously. And I think that, uh, you know, not 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 thinking about uh, what the end consequence would be of not taking your education seriously, what that would be. But you did. And and that is where I think sometimes where we go wrong um, and, and we get too cool for school. Right. Yeah. So. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, your network um, and how you guys surrounded, who you surrounded yourself with, and has that changed, you know, right now as a as a black business owner? Yeah, uh, no, I I think I always if if I look back on Facebook and I look at like my friends that I spent time with, they're all yeah. entrepreneurs. There's there's Bo Smith, he owns a gym, a Rise and Grind in McKinney, and also owns a. Um, uh, at Attract Nutrition, he owns a, his own supplement line. And then there's um, a young lady by name of Courtney Banks. She owns a daycare in Forney. Like I, I, I grew up with nothing but bosses. Like they are all entrepreneurs now. They all own. And so it, when I, I was talking to my uh, wife the other day and uh, talking about how, you know, I really chose my crowd well. Uh-huh. And it didn't show like, you know, nobody thought about it until now that we're adults. And it's like, well, we're actually doing pretty well. Like, I don't I don't have any friends that's not doing doing well. So um, I think I, I I made sure I don't know if it was discernment or whatever, but I made sure I surrounded myself with like minded people and, yeah. and tried to not be the smartest person in the room. And mm-hmm. so I think that's what drove me to want to keep learning. I'm also competitive. So if you knew something that I didn't super know. Competitive. Yeah. <laughs> super, super competitive. That is, that is for sure. First guy's trying to go against the coach. He's trying to go against anybody he can. Anybody. Anybody. Yeah. I hate losing. That's a good mentality that I have to uh, be successful and understand that you can fail. And, uh, but when you're competitive, obviously, you're going to get up and keep pushing forward. So I think that's a great thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, Ray, you got some of your buddies. A lot of a lot of Ray's buddies are people that um, that are taking advantage of uh, Train Up a Champion as well. And, um, and just listening and watching your testimony. Um, and some And some of them are doing very well. Yeah, well, I, I think the first thing I wanted to chime in, which you talked yeah. about earlier, is this sure. understanding the value of the dollar is something that um, I think is very, very important in how we can grow uh, your dollar. And uh, I think as an athlete, you just think because you're playing, uh, get all the money is going to keep coming in. But yeah. you don't think about post-retirement. You don't think about uh, what you're investing to that's going to be uh, flourishing, you know, five and ten years down the road. So I think when you talk about generational work, wealth, uh, that's something that was not really talked about a whole lot. You know, yeah. just, you know, how much we can make with the game. And once you start getting off into uh, different business ventures that are establishing your own business, yeah. 
I think that's something uh, that uh, the narrative needs to be changed. It's great to see you, Prescott, and yourself, Austin, being able to be that generation and uh, to be able to do that where you can teach about those things uh, in high school and junior high school where, yeah. you know, I'm not saying nothing's wrong with education, even though I believe it's a broken system. <laughs> However, I believe that if we can educate and tell guys from a foundational standpoint Absolutely. to teach guys how to start a business, how to grow a business, and then how you, you know, understanding the value of the dollar, and then having a target market, I believe, is very, very important. Well, those are all things that we fully intend to infuse this season uh, yeah. to the Train Up the Champion uh, Leadership mm -hmm. um, Institute. I will say, I want to throw <laughs> this out here because this was another piece of this article that I was just um, astounded by. Uh, the recent numbers indicate that uh, we have about 2.5 million um, Black-owned uh, businesses in the U.S., right? Um, and so that revenue equates to about $150 billion. Um, but unfortunately, um, that, uh, for instance, we're, we're probably accounting for about 79,216 workers. So there's a discrepancy there. There's a, there's a huge discrepancy there. And so um, so not that in many cases we're not owning things, but are we working together is my right. question. And um, and so uh, with that, I, I definitely uh, want to um, ask you guys, you know, what what should a black business owner look for? I mean, it, it's it, there's a lot of stereotypes around us as a people of color, you know, that we can have a crab mentality that we can, um, you know, tend to not work together and, and, and be so competitive that we don't want to work with one another. So um, let's let's talk about that. I'm going to let you go ahead, Prescott. I would love to jump in, but obviously you, you know, you're a special guest for us. So go ahead and dive into it. Then I, I piggyback off. Uh, um, I think um, that that stat is is flabbergasting for one. Um, and I, I think that even as a business owner, um, I, I feel like there's a sense of guilt sometimes when, when we do have an all black staff or like, because it, mm -hmm. The persona or the optics when when it's all black and, and it it then we expect you know white companies to to have affirmative action or whatever and and mm -hmm. I think there's a sense of guilt when we when we don't have um, other races on our staff for one and then for two um, to the point that we don't work well together and there's egos and and we're too competitive with each other. Um, I don't even I, I don't even know that I think that's that's very true and that's something that I don't even have the answer for I don't even know how to fix it because it's it's something true it's something that I'm guilty of at times and I think it goes back to the lifestyle like we we feel for some reason that everybody can't eat like that we yeah. all can all help each other and there's not enough money in the world but I think it it starts so early like before we were even born before like oh, yeah. we're just we're we have a small piece of the pie that we're all scrapping for and it's that's not the case anymore and we can right. we have to kind of grow it's like a systemic um chain that we have to break and and we mm -hmm. have to realize that there's there's a lot more of the pie that we can all share and then we'll be we'll we'll create our own pies if we mm -hmm you know, continue to help each other. But I think we're we're just like crabs in the bucket right now. Yeah. Wow, you just said something I was just gonna say, I think we are the pie, to be honest with you. Absolutely. You know, we Absolutely. are the pie and we in high demand mm -hmm. and have not realized it. Um I, I believe that there has been um 
still the kind of slave mentality, man. You know, like I said, fighting over scraps uh, that's on the table, not realizing that we've been at the table from the very beginning and just having a level of transparency to want to see each other win. Yeah. Uh, sharing resource without wanting a return. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've seen in, in, in the sports room and business room is that, you know, we don't want to see people, you know, each other get ahead because uh, like you said, being competitive, we all come from competitive environments. If we had sibling rivalry, so it starts in your home. Absolutely. And then honestly, I think the insane level goes off into your high school sport, et cetera, et cetera. So, but I still believe at this point that we do have the capabilities to doing that. Uh, we have been seeing some growth with uh, black on black support uh, in businesses. But when I say support, I mean, let's put some financial investment into Absolutely. seeing other businesses grow and develop and, and not looking at not not understanding um, that you're competing with competitors, right. but create your own lane, your own niche and your own brand, man. And I, well, think, I think that's, that's a that's uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's yeah. probably one of the things as well as understanding. We all have a skill set. We all yeah. have a niche. Um, in this world, I think that's what creates that mentality. And it, it, it really stems mm -hmm. back to even before civil rights movement, it, it, it really stems uh, from um, obviously from a slave mentality, you know, um, being sold off and auctioned off and, you know, who can, you know, who can survive. And, and so with that, um, it, it is no longer the case. And the way that we can do that is, uh, is, is we can share resources, we can share uh, documentation, we can share um, uh, uh, in our nonprofit resources, right? We can uh, we can build um, off of simple things like this, right? The World Wide Web right now yeah. makes um, all things accessible, right? We can reach uh, international people uh, from a standpoint of once once in a way that we could not before. Uh, there is, uh, and that's more so uh, from an, being educated on how to do that, right? Sharing that knowledge and wisdom, <clears throat> as well as like you said, going back to the beginning, Prescott, is when you get when you get that small lump sum. It doesn't matter where it came from. It doesn't matter if it's your taxes. Put money aside, right? Um, so from a spending, saving, and investment standpoint, and a giving standpoint, I cannot emphasize that enough. If you if if you don't have giving, then then you're not living. That's you know one of my mantras. So so with that, um, that means that something. There's a return that's going to always come back. I think one of my yeah. business meetings today, uh, one of the gentlemen uh, brought up the fact that uh, one of the misconceptions for us also as black business owners is that the return has to be financial. No, it doesn't have to necessarily be financial, right? Mm -hmm. No different than for those that do tithe, for, for example, um, doesn't mean that you're going to reap a, a financial benefit. That wealth is going to come <laughs> back. In, in, in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so it's one of those things that you just can't afford not to do, really, um, right. at the end of the day. So uh, Prescott, we uh, we want to talk a little bit, um, uh, not give too much, but uh, just a little bit of insight on um, our focus and intent with the Dallas Skyline. Talk about some of your learning curves from previous season uh, to this season and some of the power moves that you made and why you did. I think um, structure was was one of my biggest learning curves um, from last season is is trying to do it. I think another reason why black businesses struggle sometimes is we try to do it everything by ourselves to, to maybe save some money or to maybe um, just feel like we shouldn't have to pay this person to do this when we can do it ourselves when it's not about whether you can do it, but whether you should do it or whether it will be more efficient. And so I think efficiency and structure um, was one of the biggest things that I learned um, this past season and trying to 
put people, the right people in place um, and, mm -hmm. and delegate the correct way. But I think the, um, the initial um, plan and the initial direction I wanted to go was to create a platform. And I think now we have that structure in place. We have the people in place like yourself to come in and create that platform for uh, the, the photographer, up and coming photographer that wants to Absolutely. you know grow in in their in that industry or the dancer or the basketball player or the basketball player that wants to be an entrepreneur or a doctor that uh or the the medical student that wants to work with athletes and do yeah. be a sports doctor like what i've realized is sports or in a sports organization more than just being a sports agent having a sports organization goes so far it, it it can um provide a platform for every industry no matter what you go to school for you can That's do right. it so you want to you want to be a lawyer you can be a sports lawyer you want to be a doctor you can be a sports doctor you want to be an artist you can be a sports artist you want to be a fashion designer you can be a sports fashion designer and so all that can stem from this one platform and so that's why i chose to to take this venture on and why um i feel like the partnership that we've created is actually making that um, vision come to life because we have a structure. We are actually building that pl platform. And with the help of Tuop, it's helping that education piece to get that platform springboarded. Absolutely. You know, it just makes total sense. I, I was I was laughing pretty hard at the end of uh, our first tryout <laughs> and the players after uh, uh, we addressed them, uh, they were sitting there and uh, one of the guys, uh, he, he said, man, I believe in her. I really believe <laughs> So it, it, it was such it was it was funny, but it was it was amazing um, just to see how um, whether it is uh, whether it is brick and mortar, whether it is um, owning um, real estate, a uh, product brokerage, it doesn't matter. Um, however, when you have a purpose behind what you're doing, like you said, and there's a, an infrastructure, uh, and there is a a sound network. Mm -hmm. And there are diligent um, people around it. It has to thrive. When you when you have a, a, a and one of the things I said as well is if you have a moral compass, um, you know um, you cannot fail. You can't fail. I think it's important too, uh, Prescott, and you said some incredible things. I sure believe did. as an owner, uh, they have the, the I think it was called uh, the undercover boss, if you will, right? <laughs> yeah. And I really like that show because it showed the compassion of some of the things that take place in the workplace. Yeah. But I think mm -hmm. if you have true ownership, wear all those hats in the beginning because now yeah. you know how you actually want things to manifest and go. So now you can bring in the right people to actually do those things that's Absolutely. you know that they qualify for because you've done them yourself and you, you know how they're supposed to operate as well. So that's trial and error as well. But I believe that's really important to understand that and having the right people in a position yeah. to be able to do what they've been created to do with their gifts and talents. Absolutely. And so I hope this has uh, been very encouraging and will encourage other um, owners um, as well as our internship um, mm -hmm. uh, group and um, program is growing just that fast and that there are um, 
you know, students and student athletes that are graduating from college and saying, hey, I want to be on board of this ship. Um, this is this is amazing. This is uh, uh, there's a black uh, female uh, GM and head coach that's not that hasn't been heard of. And for me, really, um, you know, not to uh, to downplay what that is, but what that means is an open door for my people. And that is essentially and uh, what I intend to do is to open up doors uh, for young men and young women. Um, as well as those that um, may have given up hope on their career or, you know, someone, uh, an injury may have come at a critical point, right? Um, a childbirth may have come at a critical point. And this league um, that the Magalies have provided, the platform that they have provided, um, it's just a matching mission. It, it could not have come at a at a more uh, opportune time. Uh, we are going to do great things, um, especially in the transition. Uh, we won't complain about the downtime because uh, with COVID, because it's an opportunity for us to continue to leverage. Uh, and we have ways to be able to do that uh, because uh, we understand the different components of what it's going to take to uh, mm -hmm. impact the community. So I have some questions. If I can go ahead and okay. like, just take the mic and uh, because you know, just take the mic. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna mic. take the mic if that's okay. Sure. Yeah, all right. But so 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 uh, you know, my, my professional basketball, minor league basketball is so dear to my heart. Uh, you seen leagues come and go. Yeah. And uh, so you know, honestly, you know, we want to change that perspective because they can say, well, here's another lead, here's another team, here's yeah. another stuff. Yeah. How do how do you guys as ownerships and general managers and coaches? really change that narrative to make sure that people know that this is a healthy league as a lead to uh to stay and not only stay but to uh to make progression and create opportunities not sure. just for the professional athlete sure. but for for working people that want interns that uh obviously want to get off into this business how do you change that narrative with it being so competitive particularly here in the united states of america sure. you know honestly knock to knock the aba has a lot of rich tradition but honestly, Lee, the, the product is not has done as well over the past year. So yeah. how do you guys take that uh, that mental approach and that competitive approach, Masca, uh, Prescott, and yourself? Uh, That's a great well. question. Yes. Uh, Prescott, I'm going to let you love, love right now. Now. <laughs> I think it's three things. I think first it was um, the Maglies with the TBL are very big on our, our language that we use and, and how we portray ourselves so we don't use the words minor even though technically we're a minor league we're yeah. a semi-pro league but we don't use that we just say we are pro and yeah. that that puts us in the same conversation as the nba nba and g league even though we feel like we're as far from the nba and the g league as we are from the other minor leagues and semi-pro teams sure. in a different perspective so sure. the um the language is very important. So we don't even call ourselves minor league. And then the second thing is just being, um, is our perseverance. So we're gonna mess up. We're gonna have growing pains. We're gonna have some of the same issues that the other leagues have, but right. what are we gonna do with that, with those issues? Are we gonna mm -hmm. like fold? Are we gonna go bankrupt? Are we gonna, are we gonna persevere and we're gonna keep going and keep building our brand and, and help each other? And I think all the owners in the league whenever one owner has some issues we um uh oh did i lose y'all oh we when with one owner has some issues um we've all picked each other up and we've helped each other up um uh, because we're only as good as the weakest link so then the third thing i believe is our branding and we continue to brand and we continue to make the 
names on the front of the jerseys just as important as the names on the back. And and then there's actually a three and a half thing. That branding comes with our community. And so we stay in the community. That is like our, that should have been number one that I said, but that's our number one priority is whatever community that we're in, we want to be a pillar of it. And so um, I think that's a different model than than we see with the, with other leagues. And we right. make sure that we are just in in our community, a pillar of that community. And when people see our logo, they know that oh, they they're gonna help out with something. Or hey, they're you know they're a big time organization. They they're not just the basketball team. And I think that's you know, that's what keeps us a different league. Yes, and that's absolutely uh, brilliant. So from a uh, general manager and a coach's absolutely. perspective, uh, obviously the way the game has changed. Sure. Uh, head coaches play a significant role in the community, yeah. embracing the community, uh, uh, obviously uh, giving, uh, speaking engagement, all those things. So what's sure. some of the things that uh, you think is important right now, especially what this been a historical moment? Absolutely. Well, I think um, uh, it's, it's, it's time to uh, not only speak up, it's time to act out. And um, with that, uh, I, I fully intend to um, utilize all of the labor um, that took place my whole, this is my lifelong body of work. And um, it stemmed from grassroots. It stemmed from community. Uh, my pro career was uh, not, it was short lived. It wasn't nearly as long as many players out there. Uh, but I jumped out into the business side of things and have done every facet of the business. And so um, it's, it, it, it's vital to it's vital to uh, embrace the community. It's vital. Nice. It's vital to uh, utilize the players and to give them that voice. It's it's so important as well um, to create that intimate atmosphere uh, with the supporters as well. You know, people. I tell you one thing. Um, there there are lots of people in the world, and from here to China, basketball is basketball. Mm -hmm. But when you put uh, uh, a, a personality behind it, when you put um, a caring in uh, a, a sense of passion in the way you play that game and the way you talk to those fans and make appearances. Um, I fully intend to utilize that, um, which uh, my network uh, goes very deep, especially mm -hmm. in the Collin County and the Dallas uh, Fort Worth region yeah, uh, from from you know, uh, prestigious businesses um, to those that are in areas where, you know, at-risk students, you know, reside that yeah. need to hear these stories uh, and to need to be connected to uh, these pro athletes. Right. So I, I really appreciate what you said because the language is very critical. We talked is. about getting rid of the minor league, right? Uh, I think that's something that was adopted with Major League Baseball. You have a minor league before you get up to the major right. leagues. But I believe that the narrative needs to change. Oh, yeah. When guys say, you know, this is professional basketball, it's professional basketball. And I also believe definitely for a league like this that, you know, guys will be playing if they really passionate and love the game for free, right? And absolutely. A lot of people say that, but that's yeah. that's You don't play the game for money, right? Right. And, 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 yeah, and, absolutely. And, and I believe those things to be true. When you talk about a strong professional league, the number one thing that I can say as being a former player is that if the community embraces yeah. uh, the, the, the team, right, the brand that you talked about, Prescott, not just the people on the back, but the actual brand and, and looking healthy, looking uniform and having a good product 
that people can be proud of the community. I mean, of that team. And so the, the, the community embraces the team. Right? Absolutely. And once you get that, I believe it's a domino effect uh, just from my experiences. And, and it's beautiful that you said that uh, if one ownership is struggling, that honestly you guys get together yeah. as a board and support each other. It's pretty and, amazing. I mean, since yeah. I jumped out there, um, the Louisville, uh, team came out and supported, and I was yes. just like, "Wow, you know, this is this is pretty that's, awesome." That's here. that's very. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it in my own professional yeah. career, man. So, and, and just the boss from the outside looking in has just been absolutely tremendous about the lead, and then the success that you guys have had up to this point. Yeah. But understanding that you're creating your own lane, your own niche, and and and, and trying to make your make your own standards, right? where this is not a pit stop for some guys when you talk about if it's not the NBA or the G sure, League, sure. right? Where you're saying, you know what, I want to play here for 10 and 12 years yeah. and having making this a home. That's what I see well, happening with this. Well, that's definitely, that's, um, so that's, 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 that's um, in the, in the making, that's a part of our strategy. Um, mm -hmm. So um, I had quite a few calls today, even with uh, some uh, NBA uh, current personnel mm -hmm. and um, just a lot of my guys that I just stayed in contact with. And mm -hmm. they're like, wow, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm like, okay, so where, where are some of the players that you know that are not going to go overseas? And mm -hmm. so we're, we're going to come up with some things that, you know, I'm not going to call names or anything like that but that are going to uh surprise some people and yeah. uh and, and and i tell you like you said we're 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 here uh to make a statement and mm -hmm. and we will and we will because we're going to do things uh decent and in order um obviously following the the leadership of the league right. uh, as well as just uh leveraging um the relationships mm -hmm. we have in the community awesome i really believe this is so big guys bigger than most people can think about uh one because you have the uh, the American athlete, okay, guys. Yeah. The, the American professional athlete has had to uproot their families yeah. to go overseas. Yeah. And honestly, that is not an easy thing to do. Process. There's no union. There's no um a government body that has a retirement plan in place, and you can literally go over and not get paid not your get paid. salary or not get paid sure. for months at a time. Yeah. And I believe that narrative needs to change, and I think it starts with the TBO where guys can have a place sure. not have to go through the stress the mental emotional stress of leaving their family or taking yeah. their family over there so i believe this is just a tremendous platform it is for, it, it for, really for, is. for the american player because i don't feel like it shouldn't be a need for them uh to, to go over there even though the game is globally but yeah, sure. i don't believe that it had always been fair if the, the game has gone globally where the nba has not addressed this situation sure so i believe that uh you guys have a tremendous uh, opportunity to really impact and, and create a whole different lane, your own lane right here in America. So it's very awesome. Well, those are some of the things we talked about in strategy uh, in our meeting earlier today, Prescott and I and incentives. Yes. Uh, we're not going to let all of our... Uh, our don't let them out. Don't let them out. You got to give them a little something now. You got to give them just, you know, just, just a little something. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Prescott, I want um, I want you to share um, just uh, at least um, uh, some some um, wisdom before we get ready to close out. What's one one uh, piece of advice that you can offer uh, a young black um, male or female uh, business owner out there today uh, that you can leave them with? Um, I. Uh, best advice is to persevere. There's going to be bumps in the roads. Be willing to shift. I think 2020 is the year of shift. So sh like be be ready to shift. Don't be blockbuster. Don't be, um, you know, these companies that weren't that were stuck in their ways and, and didn't need 
didn't feel like they needed to shift and then get left behind. Be okay. ready to shift um, and and just persevere through through all ups and downs, through all you know highs and lows. And whatever your passion is, it can become a business. You just got to figure yeah. out how. And so keep persevering and, and figuring out what is what is it that's your business. There's no reason to you, you're going to have to have job. You're going to have to have vision funding. But yeah. you got the, the first part of that is the first part of that phrase is vision. So you got to have a vision and then whatever you're working, whatever nine to five you're working now, then that's the funding, but it has to be funding something and the funding is mm -hmm. to a vision. So have a vision, persevere and, you know, keep working. That's good stuff. That's good <laughs> stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. Prescott, how can people locate us? How can they find us? How, they can, how can are, they find Our us? website is www.dallasskylinebc.com. BC as in basketball club. Um, and then our, all of our social media is at Dallas Skyline BC. Um, and then you can reach us through our emails, um, with PMAC at Dallas, at Dallas Skyline BC.com, a weathers at Dallas Skyline BC.com. And we are on all platforms. I love it. Let's keep making history, Prescott. There's a lot of PR um, that is going to be going out um, by uh, different outlets. And so um, this is just, uh, this is the beginning. So excited to have you on. Thank you again. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, Absolutely. Great yes. And uh, we'll be on again here soon in uh, next week. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Awesome. Yeah. Love you. Bye-bye.